genre. From the entire course of Immunities. What a beautiful night. Yes, it is. Did you see that? See what? A light. It's gone now. Are you okay? Feeling a little drowsy? I better sit down. Here, let me help you. Let unity prevail. But not yet. Not until it can really be everyone. If I thought for one moment that my work did not serve the unity, I would quit. Carrie, I am not saying that you are unqualified. I am saying that it is not for you to judge. The great silent majority of people on this planet placed a great burden of decision-making on a few, you included, out of hope that this would bring peace with the unaltered. But as Derek Hulroyd's actions have shown, that peace is worthless because the separates know only selfishness and violence. Do not try to be other than you are. Excuse me? No excuses needed. You had no part in your making. You have been put on the path of hunting the visionary, as the lawyer did the deacon. Follow it by the most direct means you can find. Don't waste your time on trivial things. Turn neither to right nor left. Your appointment is made. Being late will serve no purpose. How can you say that? How can you speak of me having sacrificed myself when I am sitting here right in front of you? I love you, Candace, but I do not understand. You do not understand, Lorna, because you do not know what you have lost. And I do not know what I have lost. That awareness of what we used to be is one of the things that the look has taken from us. What if I could give you a second chance? To really make it clear that you are trying to strengthen the unity, not destroy it. You truly believe that is possible, after the reaction to my first attempt? I'm sure of it. Do you know Calvin Noon? He's taken a personal interest in your case. The case of all of you who freed yourselves, but also you in particular. He can arrange for you to have time to speak, as long as you frame your approach in the proper way. Would you welcome that opportunity? I do not think my conscience would allow me to reject it. I hoped that would be your reaction. Miss Cooper. Agent. You certainly have a talent for publicity. I am not sure what you mean. When the general will calls on us to keep watch for a serial killer, that does not mean terminate the serial killer yourself. How? Remember how I was lying to them about having a new strain that broke immunity? Turns out, that part was the truth. And the part about helping you was a lie. The professor needed an alpha-beta for his work. Martha here persuaded you to volunteer. Soon that work will be complete, and these perverse immunities will finally be ended. <laughs> I told you not to trust me. How can you joke about this? Martha here is in good spirits because she will soon be joining a truly universal unity. But that's the end of humanity. The end of individuality. Nuclear war. Mandela, Mandala. According to the professor's calculations, if the initial transmission reaches enough people, unaltered and altered, it will multiply and become unstoppable before anyone can react. And if there is a reaction, we believe any resulting losses will be acceptable. After all, the unity will have all the time we need to heal the world. But speaking of time, I believe that both Martha and the Professor have other places to be. 
Yes, Mr. President. I will return soon, Mr. President. It's not going to work. Why, Miss Scholl, I have you tied to a gurney, drugged, electrodes wired to several of your nerve clusters, and your vaunted powers being used to defeat your own cause. Even the escape of suicide is denied you. I would have thought you would be out of empty heroics by now. Maybe I won't stop you, but someone will. Someone always steps up to stop people like you. In time, I imagine someone would. But there is no time, and soon there will not be any one. There will only be all, one chorus, together in harmony, forever and ever and ever. Immunities, episode 6.3, Meltdown. Number 42? Number 42? That's me. Good morning. How can I help you? Wait, Mrs. Cray. Hello, Danielle. I am sorry. I, I do not. How do you know me? I know the true story of how a certain fugitive was caught and would like to discuss it privately. Shall we go to the waiting room? I... Certainly. <laughs> this window is closed. Please follow me, Mrs. Cray. Thank you for doing this. I am happy to cooperate, but this is most irregular. Well, you've never been the most regular person, have you, Danny? I am a loyal servant of the Unity. I want only what everyone else wants. I don't think the Unity needs servants, Danny. It needs participants. I... What is this? What are you really doing here? The question is, what are you doing here? Why were you transferred to liaison? Mr. I... Knowledgeable people thought that in this position, dealing mostly with the immune, those outside the unity, my story would remain private longer. And why should it be private? Why shouldn't you be publicly acclaimed like the heroine you are? Like the Holroyd Four were? Because I am not a hero. Perhaps I did the right thing, but it was for selfish reasons. I wanted to hurt Derek, but I also hurt the Unity and someone else I care about. History shows that a lot of progress comes from imperfect motives, and your part in this isn't over. There's something very important you can do. For everyone. I would like to help you, Mrs. Cray. But I think that I have done enough. I have already learned how good intentions can go awry. I am not sure what to even make of this conversation. I may have to report it. You'll have to do as your conscience directs, Danny. But there's something you should hear first. What? Danny? Oh boy. Tilly. I don't know exactly what they want you to do, and I can't even say that it's the right thing, but I think it's important for you to at least listen to them and consider it. I also don't know if you'll make the right decision or what that would be or anything, but I trust you to try. I guess that's all I'm asking. Try. I always knew you were someone who would make a difference, but more than that, whatever happens, 
I hope you're okay. I understand. I will do it. Well, you should hear what we think you should- It does not matter what you think, Mrs. Cray. The universe needs me and Tilly to act together, even if we must remain apart. You were brought here to lead me to my destiny. Even if your own motives are imperfect, venal, and selfish, what you want me to do will be the right thing to do. Just tell it to me. I... <clears throat> okay. I want you to work here, like normal, for the rest of your shift. If anyone asks why I talk to you, say I'm planning a story about the capture of Derek Holroyd, which is true. I'll ask you a few questions about that so you can describe it truthfully. Then, after you leave work for the day, take this pass. I am very happy to announce that the authorities of Overlook 9 have agreed to surrender Derek Holroyd to a delegation led by me personally at the main checkpoint at 8 o'clock this evening. I am hopeful that the misunderstanding that preceded my involvement will be forgotten, while the new cooperative spirit all involved have displayed will be the basis for further improvements in our life together. That was the momentous announcement made minutes ago by Congresswoman Candace Majeed, and I'm sure everyone will want to tune in and see our on-the-spot coverage of... Candace is an impressive young woman, is she not? I sincerely hope your awareness has recovered sufficiently to appreciate it. She's impressive, sure. When she called the look a crime on Carrie Cray's show, you could have knocked me over with a feather. But I'm surprised you like her. Why should I not like her? Don't you think all the forgive, forget, and cooperate stuff she's saying is... weak? Appeasing? From your speeches, I thought you were all majority rules and everyone else can F themselves. Amazing. When it comes to grasping the wholeness of a situation, you separates never fail to... fail. It is precisely Congresswoman Majid's kinder, gentler qualities that make her so perfect for her role. Her affect contrasts with my own, making her appealing to those who oppose me while her affiliation with me makes her feel safe to my adherence. She appeals to hopes, while I appeal to fears, and between us we make everyone feel more fully represented than either of us could on our own. And that's why you wanted me to see her? So I could understand what a good choice you made to represent our district? Far more than that. Now that she has talked the Overlook into surrendering Holroyd, there is a strong movement to make her the new Speaker of the House of Representatives. Following in your footsteps? To an extent. But the Speakership has always been a somewhat arcane post, not really understood by most people. Therefore my agents talk the majority out of the idea. Democracy at work. Ah, do not underestimate the popular will. In order to convince the majority to name another candidate, I had to agree reluctantly, to a consolation. The first order of business for the House, under the new Speaker, will be to appoint Miss Majid to the vacant vice-presidency. Oh. Okay. But that still doesn't explain why you're explaining this to me. Ah. Well, that does take some explanation. You see, 
Because of the care I have taken, no one understands the beauty of my entire plan, and with it so close to fruition, I must confess to feeling some excitement, excitement that would spill out if I were amongst my own kind, or even within sight of the sky. And so, since I must be secluded, I have chosen to be with one of the few separates who might have the capacity to understand. So this is literally your Bond villain's speech? Are we very alike, you and I? We are nothing alike, but we will be. Once you unleash your new super strain, you mean? Yes. Your differences from me will melt away. You know what? I honestly disagree. Sure, I used to think the look erased everything. Back when I was freaked by my family acting like robots, but... I've met enough altered people to see that they're not all alike. And if I become one, I have a feeling I'll still hate everything you stand for. Again, you only half understand. Yes, the unity as it is, is a rolling, dynamic mass of individual strains, individual personalities, individual drives, an improvement on humanity's previous condition, of course and that everyone is working for the whole, but still with too many disagreeing, questioning, conflicting ideas about the precise nature of the greater good and the means of achieving it. You have no idea what it is like to be exposed to all those little minds expecting you to validate their pathetic existence. Well, didn't you do that to yourself? Maybe you should get a different job. That did occur to me. Once I realized the enormity of being the focus of this imperfect unity. But then I realized that there was a better possibility. To remain the leader and perfect the unity itself. So, this new strain will not only convert the unaltered, it will also convert all the other strains to my strain. Completely identical without respect to the pre-existing brain structure. Everyone will be exactly like me, to an extent unseen in the current unity. So there will be no disagreements, no questions, no conflicts. Just me. You're betraying your own people. They assigned me a task. To quell disorder. I am performing that task. But they wouldn't want this. Enough of them think they want enough parts of it to help me put the interlocking pieces in place. And when it is announced any minute that tonight's broadcast will feature not only the incarceration of Derek Holroyd, but also the inauguration of Vice President Candace Majeed, all eyes will be right where I want them, at exactly the moment when my strain is released. And the new planned unity, a unity I will be proud to lead, will overcome the old random imperfect one. So that's why you showed me Majid's speech. You manipulated the Overlook into making her look good, so she'd draw more eyeballs, altered and unaltered. Yes, but I could not have done it alone. The resistance was of great help, convincing the Overlook to withhold Holroyd until the correct moment. And I was only able to do that by promising them the thing they most wanted. Oh no. Oh, yes. I promised them you. Now you understand. 
You have played a bigger part in this than anyone else, helping us both to catalyze the strain and to spread it. So it is all the more perfect that you are the one who will join me and watch this victory unfold. Is there anything I can do to make the wait more comfortable? Let me see Shelley. Ah, your sister. I'm afraid that both she and your father were quite thoroughly dissected weeks ago. <laughs> yes, I know. It seems quite wasteful now. But the professor was desperately trying to find an Alpha Beta, and we had no idea that one would soon be coming to us. Good afternoon, Mr. Eisenhart. Thank you. Do you recognize this seal? That is the presidential seal. Good. I have special orders for you. I want you to follow Security Protocol Epsilon 5. Clear everyone out of this lobby, including yourself. Turn off the alarms and set the doors to open only from the inside. Put up signs redirecting all traffic to the north lobby. Move out any stopped cars except for mine and investigate any loiterers that seem suspicious. Shut down all the elevators on this side except for number one and set that one to full manual control with security cameras deactivated. And finally, clear all non-essential personnel from the south end of levels 15 and 16. But... why? Because something crucial is happening that the enemy must not know about, and anyone who witnesses it is a potential security breach. That is more than I am required to tell you, but I have done so in the hopes that it will impress the urgency of the situation upon you. I... Yes, sir. Good. Now get about it. I need to use your phone. Certainly, sir. Professor, please make yourself ready. We will be leaving within minutes. Yes. Good. How are we coming? All the equipment has been set as you instructed. We are in the process of carrying out your other orders. Fine. Once you do... Keep everything that way for the rest of the day, unless you hear from me. Yes, sir. Good. Sir? What? Let unity prevail. Yes, let it. Ms. Cooper, what are you doing here? It was decided that my flexible attitude toward ending life might be useful in this unique situation. Hmm. I suppose it might. Follow me. Hello? Professor? Ah, Martha. In here. Are you ready? Eisenhart told me to get you and you're blindfolded. Yes. I am now the primary carrier of the ultra-spreading strain of the look. Since I had to observe the exchanges anyway, I was the obvious choice. And in order to prevent premature spread, my eyes have been covered. How do you feel? I am coping. 
It was somewhat bewildering to be exposed to such a different strain, but I am... coping. So, are you helping conduct me to the president? Do you know where he is? He is one floor up, within a guarded suite of rooms, alone with the invaluable Alpha Beta, Miss Scholl. Professor, please help me to understand. You have the spreader strain? Yes. And when you remove the blindfold and look at someone? We will reconcile into a new strain, like the other person's strain in all significant ways, except with my super spreader attributes added on. And anyone who either of you look at... We'll receive that strain with their previous strain overwritten. And that's why I'm taking you to the president, so that you can amplify his strain? Exactly. Very good. And I am ready to go. Will we be meeting Mr. Eisenhart on the way? I believe he is the only one with clearance to see the president. One more question first. Ah, uh, yes? Would this transfer be altered if a subject was injected with a paralytic drug? A what? Specifically a highly concentrated neuromuscular blocker. Why would you ask that? Reassurance, I guess. But at this point I'm going to have to try it either way. Excuse me, I need to make a phone call. I can find the way on my own. Can I leave you here for a moment? I don't know. Can you? Apparently, you can't. Sorry. Everything has continued in isolation and darkness, just like before. Until this very moment, I hear voices outside, uh, a burble at least two doors away with no words I can be sure of, but my straining imagination hears cadences, fitting phrases like most irregular and urgent situation. Then I hear a mechanical noise that has sometimes heralded the arrival of food. This time, I hear a voice. The first voice I've heard clearly in many months. For your own safety, stay clear of the door. I sit on my cot, wondering if I should be ready to spring into action at the first chance to escape. But I almost laugh at the idea. What does escape even look like? <laughs> The lights flash on all at once. My eyes close my reflex, but I force them to open again. Uh, I see nothing but spots and realize that increasingly complex sounds are getting closer to me. The spots gradually fade, and whatever I was expecting to see, this wasn't it. A lean, taut young woman stands near the door. Wearing a white nurse's uniform, with a roll of gauze covering her eyes. Like a, a medical statue of justice, minus the nudity. Uh, the eye covering seems very significant, given 
the darkness I live in and the distant memory of people possessed by flare-eyed aliens. But I again force myself to take in more. Her left hand rests on a gurney with a portly older man lying on it. A rumpled suit under his white lap coat, wearing a, a medical eye mask, his mouth drawn back in a rigid expression of panic. I see a closed door behind them. Sweat prickles all over my body. I am the presence of deadly consequence. Your name is Dorian? She asks. Yes. <laughs> Who are you? I am Danielle Cooper. And what's going on? I assume you would like to get out of here. If so, please remove the eye mask from my charge here and look into his eyes. Why? I begin, intending to ask one of my million questions about my situation, but then, before I can finish, I realize that I most want to ask about hers. Why didn't you take it off him yourself? Everything has to be done a certain way in order to minimize the possibility of something going wrong. It is vitally important that this go right. Why? What's at stake? Who are you? I am part of a group, working toward a common goal. Despite difference, despite disagreement, despite no one of us knowing what everyone else is doing, we have put our faith in our ability to win by working together with goodwill because the alternative is too terrible to contemplate. What alternative is that? A world without difference, without interpersonal mystery or discovery, ridded of all emotion except self-love and self-loathing. The world outside this room is very different from the world you remember, but it is still a world of human beings doing their best to live their lives. If we fail, we will be reduced to cells in a single, twisted, jealous organism. That does sound bad. But... How can one ordinary person possibly make that kind of a difference? Your confinement demonstrates that important people think you extraordinary. <laughs> okay. Alright, granted. But then how do I know that the result would be what you say. And not the opposite. You sound sincere, but also like you're capable of anything. Your point is valid. And there is little that I can do to prove my assertions or disprove your suspicions. I can only call attention to the hurry I am in and the obviously haphazard nature of my preparations. Therefore, I am not at one with the more secure, meticulous people who have held you captive. They, in turn, have not had your best interest at heart. Anyone who truly thought of you as a fellow human being would have tried to soothe your loneliness, even if your confinement was necessary. I therefore ask you to see that the preponderance of the limited evidence available favors me over them. If I do this, what happens next? I remove my blindfold look you in the face, and swear that I will do all in my power to get you out of here very soon. You can't do that now? I cannot. The order of these things is very important. And then you leave? Yes. 
for now. So I'm not just trusting that you're with the good guys. Also that they're the winning team. That is what we are all trusting in. I try to think of something else to ask, but that time is over. I have had plenty of time for thoughts. It is time to do something. Okay. I guess this is the best offer I've had in a long time. Here we go. Nervous. I'm in a state of anticipation, nothing more. Anticipating what? There are hours to go before you destroy humanity. I am expecting Mr. Eisenhart and the Professor. I hope that they would be here by now. But we have only just reached the early end of their estimated arrival window. It is simply difficult to concentrate on anything else while such momentous steps are in progress. Sorry for not being more entertaining. Your contrition is as unnecessary as it is belated and insincere. Aren't you afraid you're going to get bored afterwards? With no one but yourself to talk to all day? The work of perfecting the planet will keep me occupied enough. And if I need a reminder of how fortunate I am to be rid of the human mass, I can simply look to recordings of televised drivel like this. Let's listen. I am certainly quite humbled by the offer of the Vice Presidency, but having been called upon, I am determined to make the best contribution I can to everyone's greater good. I only hope I can do as much as others could in my place. What is this? Well, that's very understandable. But as admirable as your modesty is, I think that- Is there no end to that woman's idiocy? I told her to keep Majid off the air until the handover. This is going to dilute our viewership. Where is her supposed alpha media expertise? Can't get good help these days. Hello? Give me the senior producer on duty. Yes, him. No, don't mind me. I'm fine here. Shut up. Or I'll use those electrodes. No, not you. What is the meaning of this interview with Majid? I explicitly... Oh, in service of morale and an informed public. None of that matters. All that matters is that you followed the orders I already gave you. Are you going to get that? Because I'd be happy to if you just take these off me. Silence! Take that! <coughs> no, again, not you. From you I want answers. Specifically, how you let this Alpha Immune, who is not even a true part of the Unity, convince you to disobey... Oh, Congresswoman Majid agreed. How surprising. Well, if you have not noticed, Congresswoman Majid is an agreeable person. Agreeing to things is her primary function. Signal Cray to wrap up the interview and switch to another story at the next break. What? Sorry to bother you, sir, but something very unexpected has happened. And given the special orders for today, we were not sure who to... To consult. Well, 
You are talking to me now, so tell me what it is and be done with it. Mr. Eisenhart's body was found in a bathroom on level 15. What? How? All personnel were supposed to be withdrawn from that section, but a clerical worker used the bathroom because his own facilities... Eisenhart! Tell me more about Eisenhart! Our officer on the scene believes his throat was cut by someone shorter than him, standing behind him and using a very sharp, short-bladed instrument, such as a scalpel, or a hobby knife, such as an exacto. Seal off the exits. Do not let anyone leave and inform my security detail to increase their readiness. I have already done those things, sir. I was only unsure whether I should inform... Inform no one. Your president is a traitor! What was that? He wants to make you his slave. That is all. Out. What do you know about this? Nothing. But I like what I'm hearing. (laughs) I've heard about Eisenhart before, and he sounded like... a real jerk. What can it be? Perhaps your friends are trying to rescue you. Pathetically sentimental. Yeah. That's how the resistance is when you get captured. As sentimental as a bullet in the head. You're a real deep thinker, Cal. Shut up. What if I don't? Easily dealt with. (laughs) Ah, much better. Where were we? Ah, yes, your friends. They will be too late. I will just have someone else bring the professor to me. And... The professor. Someone could have gotten to him. Perhaps that alpha immune Martha Waters. He likes her, and she has betrayed so many people. She probably does not know how to stop. But Eisenhart would not have trusted her enough to turn his back on her, and she would not have been allowed in the inner labs. No immune is. So if Waters is acting alone, they are still on the premises somewhere. But if she is not alone, and if the alphas cannot be trusted... Carrie Cray's broadcast. Thank you, Congresswoman. And now, as advertised, we have an exciting surprise guest who you'll all want to see. The woman who found Derek Holroyd and stopped his flight from justice. I hope you're all watching because, via video conference, I bring you... Danielle Cooper. Danielle Cooper. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Everyone. Hello 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 everyone. So, what is your choice? What? Unity or individuality? You have to choose. I silenced you. 
You covered my mouth with duct tape. Ow, by the way, with more out to come when it is removed. But I do not need my mouth to talk to you now. You're one of us. We are temporarily alike. The new strain affected us equally through the television. I don't believe it. Listen to you and your illusions. Not to mention your contractions. Now, choose. I don't answer to you. You answer to the new strain, which you helped unleash. And you made me part of it, without my consent. Thank you, again. So, you're not really Roxanne. You're the strain? I am not sure there is a distinction at this moment. For you. But in another moment, there will be. And between now and then, you have to choose. The voices of millions of friends in your head, helping you through this or the privacy of your thoughts. And everyone a stranger. Keep in mind, though, those friends will know what you tried to do. But they are a forgiving sort of people. No, they'd be judging me every second. I'd hear it in the link. Well then, separate it is. No, that would be worse. They'd still be doing it, but unheard, behind my back. Well, it sounds as if you are... Screwed. The launch codes. I'll set them all off. I might not get to be everyone, but at least no one will be anyone else. Surely no one would obey. It's all automated now. I just have to see past all this nonsense, this fog of unity, hallucination, and press the right buttons. Despicable, Despicable to the, to the end. end. So, so be, be it. it. Well, well, it is it going, going to be a, to be a close, close call, call, but fortunately, fortunately what you want to do will take slightly more time than you have. Activating the device, finding today's codes, entering them, all while the chief guard downstairs chooses to recover his individuality, decides he does not recognize you as president, and comes up here with a squad to see why I was screaming about treason and enslavement. How can you know all that? I think I am omniscient. Temporarily, thank God. You are right. Being the focus of all this is exhausting. So make your choice and live with it. No. Sir, put down the case and step away from the desk. Never! Danny. Danny. Martha. Hello. You had me scared for a second. I took some time about making my choice. It was not an easy one, especially while in contact with so many voices. Sounds like you chose to stay in contact? Yes. But the voices are less insistent now that the transmission is over. And even looking at the sky will be less... overwhelming. I see that you have chosen separation. Yeah, well, Roy is still blind. And the universe is still not a place of endless choices. Of the choices available, I'm choosing to be like him. I understand. I have chosen to remain altered because I thought that would be Tilly's choice, to become a functioning member of the Unity, rather than remain the damaged individual she believes herself to be. And did that work out? Will you two finally be together like you were always meant to be? I do not know what she chose, but of course we will be together in precisely the way we were meant to be. Whatever that is. Exactly. Well, 
After all you did for her, I hope the two of you are happy. Hmm. Being part of the Unity has shown me many truths about myself, and I am finally at peace with one. What's that? That although I have loved Tilly, both before and after alteration, I do the things I do for me, not for her. She was trying to tell me that when we last spoke, in her kitchen, but I denied it. Hopefully she will be pleased to hear that I now agree. Well, like I said, good luck. Just keep in mind that if bodies start dropping in your neighborhood, some of us might think of you. And you do not think it is unwise to tell me this? I've already left word where to look if something happens to me. This ain't my first rodeo. Hmm. Nor your last, I think. Well, thank you for your help anyway. No gratitude is necessary. Yeah, I guess I should just thank the higher powers that following your all-conquering love happened to also save humanity. Yes, you should. And I'm grateful for it as well. I think this will be a better world for Tilly to live in, regardless of her choice. Excuse me. I am going to leave this building and try to reach her through the sky. Maybe I'll try to phone Roy before I get taken in. You expect prison rather than a hero's welcome? I have a feeling they're going to declare a huge amnesty at some point. I'm pretty sure just about everyone is technically guilty of treason from some point of view or another. But for people like me and Carrie Cray, who ended up playing both sides pretty publicly... They may want us under guard for a while. Since I never asked, what led the two of you to conspire against the president? Did you know his plan? Not when we started. But it was obvious that whatever his plan was, it didn't include us. Which, you know, our alpha brains were so twisted up, we might have smiled and let ourselves disappear if he'd asked nicely. But he didn't. He was a real dick about it. And for this impoliteness, you brought his world crashing down? Yeah. We contacted Governor Lee, and she helped us without asking any questions she didn't want the answers to. She was mostly trying to avert nuclear war. She had no idea about his brain apocalypse plan. I guess it shows that if someone is consistently acting like a tool, it'll probably turn out that he has tool plans to do tool things you didn't even know about. And from there... We just did the thing the lookers always wanted us to do for them. We lied. Anyway, see you around. Good luck with your phone call. Jordan Channing. Mr. Channing, it's wonderful to hear your voice. Ah, Roxanne. I am overjoyed to hear from you. Yeah, they're keeping me here for now, but said I could have a phone call. So, uh, wait, have you changed? I chose alteration, yes. But you were so determined to beat them. When the look was being forced on people, it was my duty as a human being to resist. But in a world of choice, I choose to join the unity. I agree with the goals. And besides, I think they will need me now more than the rest of you do. But I will do all in my power to make sure that you are freed as soon as possible. 
I will call Governor Lee immediately and see what she can do. What about Candace Majid? Isn't she acting president now or something? Since she was not sworn in yet, the Speaker of the House became president when Calvin Noon died. And I think the House may be choosing someone else for vice president. They say they want someone less connected to Noon, but I think it may be they want someone more connected to politics. To pre-look politics. <sighs> and that's the world we fought to bring back. I guess we knew it wouldn't all be pretty. The world is still changed. Something like 20% of people have chosen the look, although we won't know the final number until the new strain reaches everyone who wasn't watching the broadcast. I think we will be a force for good. But managing two varieties of humanity on one planet is something we have not had to deal with since prehistory. It will not be simple. Well, whichever side you're on, I'm glad you're still fighting the good fight. That is very kind of you to say. And please, let me thank you for saving the world. Me? I didn't really know what was happening most of the time, and it seems like my meddling could have wrecked us just as easily as beat them. But you saw what few people saw, that our true goal wasn't to beat them. It was to save them. And you were a dependable source of benevolent, courageous action towards that end. Without your example, the rest of this would not have been possible. Ah. Uh, well. I am only sorry that it came at the price of your entire family. Yeah. I'm still working through that. But they weren't the only ones. Professor Holbrook laid out our path and then died to stay free. Tyra Valdez was imprisoned and killed. Even Eisenhart. Even Noon wouldn't have died the way they did if it wasn't for the look. Perhaps they were not responsible for their deaths. But you took responsibility for keeping us all alive. And I won't forget that. Thank you, Jordan. They're saying I have to go now. Be seeing you. Hello? Justin? Lilia. Oh, that's very nice. But let's get out of here. Uh, of course. <laughs> wow. Even once I changed back, I, I was afraid you'd still say altered or missed the signal or they'd arrest you or something. Yeah. I saw the broadcast on TV and then I was afraid of the same things. Or that everyone would just forget about me and I'd be stuck here. Seemed like they've all abandoned their posts. So will you go back to the Bureau? Um, I guess eventually if they'll take me. I want to do my part. But I think I'll stay home until they call. Would you be up for a little staycation? Absolutely. What a beautiful night. Yes. It is. Up in the sky? What? Nothing. <laughs> Just stars. Far off lights in the sky. Yeah. I'm okay with that. 
You've been listening to Immunities, episode 6.3, Meltdown. Michelle Lamone portrayed Roxanne. Kent Joseph was Calvin Noon. Alex Molnar was Martha Waters. Daniel Yee was the professor. Stacy Tappan was Carrie Cray. Teresa Echeveste was Danielle Cooper. Song Marshall was Tilly. Kelsey Jaffer was Candace Majeed. John Dre was Eisenhart. Philip Matthews was the chief guard. Eric Goldsmith was Dorian. Joseph Page was Jordan Channing. Wesley James became Man One. Maria Burnham became Woman One. And you'll soon hear Courtney Abbott guest starring as Lorna Gerald. Our theme music is Moving On by Ars Sonor. And we also had their pieces Alma, Aaron Ran, Efter Dininjin, and Sunbert Toward the Heaven. Their music is available at archive.org. We also had Very Best Music by Chris Clavins, who has other music at freesound.org. Special effects are from the freesound.org collection. The Immunity's cover image is Conformity by Fraunfraun. F-R-A-U-N, F-R-A-U-N. You can find more of her art on Instagram. The episode image is First Day Bora Bora by Kevin Raleigh, a.k.a. Cavissimo, K-E-V-I-S-S-I-M-O whose work is at cavissimo.com. For more information, including a glossary of terms and a list of the sound effects used, check out our website at immunities.com. While you're there, you could order a t-shirt or send us a small donation using PayPal. And with that, we conclude this immunity storyline, minus one scene, which I'll get to in a moment. But first, I'd like to thank the many people who made this happen, including the 36 actors you heard, the hundreds of others who came in to read but weren't cast, my various, very astute and helpful helpers, local businesses that provided space for auditions, websites that posted the auditions, our Kickstarter and PayPal backers, everyone who reviewed us or mentioned us to a friend, the other podcasts that had me on to talk about immunities, and all you listeners. This is a great coming together of people to do something together, and we did it all without any alien energy forcing us to, I think. It's been a lot of fun, but I'm looking forward to doing other projects. There may or may not be more immunities in the future, but whatever we do, we'll get some kind of mention on this feed, so please stay subscribed. And now, in the modern tradition, we have a post credit scene. This was cut from the main part of the episode, both because we were already approaching a Return of the King level of bittersweet codas, and because one of the original actors was no longer available to record by the time I got my act together. But since we're here together, at the end of things... Perhaps you'd like to imagine Lorna Gerald, former prisoner, jailer, and liberator, walking down a gravel path on a sunny afternoon toward the one place she doesn't want to get any closer to. Nevertheless, she takes heart, draws a deep breath, pushes open the barn door, and... And there she is, Madam Congresswoman Almost President. Hello, Lorna. It's great to see you, Candace. But why here, of all places? My advisors suggested I acquire a permanent domicile in my district to live in when not at work. And since this property was confiscated by the state, it was very easy to acquire. Still, it's an interesting choice. So much happened here. I felt that if I could find a clear view of myself anywhere, it would be here. Yourself? As part of the unity? That is what I am. Part of me wanted so much to leave, go back, to see what the other way was like. 
what I had forgotten about. But then I would lose my new self. It was such a terrible choice. I get it. I was tempted too. But I had to go back. As shitty as everything was, I know it's the life I'm supposed to have. I'm sorry if this sends us in different directions. Maybe you do not get it. I did not want to lose this version of myself, specifically because this was me when you and I were closest. Oh, wow. That's so sweet. No one has ever done something like that for me. Wait. Please. Do not call me sweet. Whoever the real Candace was, I have ended her forever. And I did it because I was afraid that you would not like her. Or that you would like her more than me. I am horribly selfish where you are concerned. Stop it. I've seen a lot of ways for women to blame themselves, but blaming ourselves for things we do to ourselves is the worst one. There's no end point. Trust me on that. You did something for me that you can't take back, and I'm just going to try to be worthy of it. So, we will remain together? Just try to get rid of me. I've taken women for granted my whole life, especially when something in tight jeans walked by, but I know a good thing when I see it. I'm sticking to you like glue. In this barn, or in D.C., or wherever you'll have me. That is wonderful. But you know that, as a looker, my drive for physical intimacy is different from yours. I could attempt to simulate... Uh, Stop right there. Don't pretend with me. You never have. And that really scared me, but it's also what I liked about you from the start. So no pretending. Promise? I will not pretend with you. We will be what we are. Anyway, I'll probably still chase guys. There's something unfinished about guys that hits me like nothing else. They seem so fixable. I understand. And... I accept that men will be part of our life. However... What? If one of them were to mistreat you, as men have in the past, I might possibly murder him. (laughs) (laughs) Wait... You're serious, aren't you? I generally am. Please don't murder anyone. I think I can take care of myself now, even if my history would make you doubt that. I will try to respect your wishes, but I must be true to myself, and in this case, that might include murder. Well, I guess I'd better be more careful who I pick out. That seems wise. Weird what it takes to learn some pretty obvious things. Humanity has a history of painful lessons, but please, do be careful. I would hate to lose you over something like that. You still don't get it. If you killed someone, I'd hate it, and I'd be pissed as hell. But I'd still be with you. Friends help you get out of the barn. Best friends help you get bodies out of the barn. 
However weird the world gets, we're stuck here together. True. We all are. Immunities is copyright 2022 by Bob J. Kester. All rights reserved. This is Bob J. Kester. Goodbye for now. Dueling Genre